Welcome to the News Grubs podcast, a new and refreshing news format presented by the one and only Scotto, AP and The Fish. Hi everyone, welcome to the News Grubs this week where we burrow down into the stories like weevils into a sack of flour. That's uh, 2022. Oh, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. And this is what we are delving into this week. Um, We're looking at an AI love story. A bank that's paid, uh, that's well, basically made a $175 million cocker. What does it take to get actually kicked off a plane? Hmm. But first, let's find out what the story is about uh, a plane, a toilet and COVID from Fishy. A Michigan school teacher, uh, her name is Marissa Fotoy. Fotio, Fotio, Fotio. I'm going to go Fotio. I, I think that's why she's caused a lot of trouble on this aeroplane because of the last name. Yeah. Uh, she was travelling from Chicago to Reykjavik in Iceland. And I'm not going to try and pronounce that a second time. Reykjavik. Iceland. Oh, right, Iceland. And yeah. uh, on the 20th of December this year, last year. And uh, she took with her into the uh, toilets there a rapid antigen test kit to see how she... Uh, uh, would uh, uh, result and uh, because of the uh, sore throat thing she was a bit concerned so she whipped it out took the test and Ba-ba-ow. she said there, there were two lines. Oh that's not good I'm familiar with these things. Two lines. Bad. Right okay. Bad. So she decided uh, to protect the other 150 passengers. That's not many. I wonder how many toilets they had in there. And uh, she decided to uh, basically hunker down in the toilet. Oh, how luxurious. Uh, yeah, for five hours. Oh, how comfortable. <laughs> she got supplies. They, The rest of the staff uh, hob, ho- hobbled together some, uh, cobbled together rather, some uh, supplies, etc. Food, water, etc. Probably magazines, I'd say. And I dare say also a battery charger for a phone because she couldn't wait to put this up on TikTok. Oh, of course she couldn't. You can't help yourself with uh, with TikTok, but I'm just a bit worried. Like, there's a couple of things we need to cons- uh, consider here. How soon after the plane took off did she go in to do the test? Because if it was more than about, I don't know, three minutes, toilets mm. on planes are possibly the most disgusting places in the world you know, in public convenience uh, terminology. Because you've got uh, 150 people all uh, are scared of flying. They've all got you know, health issues. Um, you've got diarrhea. You've got all sorts of uh, other bowel issues, one might say. So it's going to be horrifically smelly and awful in there. And I don't know whether you know this, but um, flight attendants often will go into the toilets and give them a little freshen up about every, I don't know, 25 seconds. Oh, is that right? Oh, that well, on a civilised air, air Well, I read the story thoroughly, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't say anything about that, about how, uh, how long before... Uh, the plane took off. It was uh, during flight, Sid. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, if anyone had gone in there and done anything terrible, Scott, eh, we should have been exposed to all of those uh, various those facts, nasties floating around, and, and not to mention the stench. Oh, the stench could have been horrific. I've walked past pl- um, toilets on planes, and it's just, well, in fairness, I've actually caused it on a couple of occasions, and it's just <laughs> been horrific. I mean, even I'm offended it's that bad sometimes. When I read the story the first time, and it said two lines, I thought there were two lines of coke. Uh, no, no, you're not allowed to do cocaine on the uh, toilet seat on a plane. You do that. Really? On the, oh no, you do that on the on the um, on the, you're not on the bowl. To, no. 
Oh no, but you have the decency to do it on the bowl, on, on the um, on the little uh, hand washing area. Of course. Yeah, I mean you've got to be a bit civilized. What this was is, I thinking? Yeah, well, I mean especially on an Icelandic air um, plane, they're, they're they're nice planes, they're nice people. Oh. But I wonder if they um, like, did they give her her um, choice of chicken and. Um, Chicken or beef or fish and beef, and did they bring her, um, you know, supply with booze as well, and maybe like Again, an, an iPad so that she? The watch story the news? doesn't elaborate at all on that, but you've got to assume they would have looked after her like a silkworm. You'd like to think so, but because because the toilets on planes, and I'm just having a look at the photo, uh, which is a file photo of the aircraft, and it looks like. Um, oh, now I can't yeah. get it, uh, but it looks like a, a, a seven yeah. five seven seven six seven or triple seven. So, so the, the toilets are small. You'd have to assume that, uh, given the alternate drop, like like you go you go to wedding receptions. Yes. On ultimate drop, she would have got the meat, and the person in the other crapper would have got the fish. I would think you're probably right. Now it raises an interesting question. Yes. If you felt unwell during these COVID times and you were on an aeroplane, mm-hmm. a would you do a rapid uh, antigen test? And no. B, would you do it in the bathroom? And C, oh. if it turned out to be positive, would you do basically what she did, and that is protect the other passengers? What airline am I on? Oh, it's going to depend on the airline, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh. Because uh, if, I was on, if I was on uh, Emirates Airlines for the sake of the argument in uh, 1A, uh, which is, of course, where I traditionally fly, uh, then I might consider it because, you know, that's a nice bathroom. It's got a shower. Um, you know, it's got a big TV screen. It's got its own bar. It's got its own bar service person in there, frankly. So, yeah, I'd be comfortable to do that and spend the rest of the flight in my uh, Emirates um, first-class toilet. So the bathroom's basically an apartment? Basically, yes. And I think that's important because, you know, obviously when you fly, you've got to be comfortable. Um, on uh, an American uh, plane, no, I'd keep my mouth shut. This is uh, Iceland Air she flew. I've flown Iceland Air and, um, uh, well, I mean, I'm surprised anyone actually knew what she was saying in the first place because she's from Chicago, so she would have a Chicagoian accent and the Icelandians um, aren't very good at uh, recognising Chicago accents, so I'm surprised they actually even understood what she was saying. They probably didn't. They probably just thought she was some nutter that wanted to spend the flight in the, in the dunny. I don't know. Would you do it, uh, AP or Fishy? Go on, AP. No, I I would. Look, I'd wear a mask. I wouldn't think of testing myself. She had symptoms. I mean, that's what drove her to do it. And she obviously had one in her bag. So she's a bit of a panic merchant anyway, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, women carry everything. That's true. Five different kinds of, uh, you know, pain relief, uh, you know, spare hankies, things like that. Blokes. Lucky to get on a plane with a half full packet of cigarettes and a, a lighter that doesn't work. That's about the size of it, uh, you know. So no, no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think I would have had it in my repertoire uh, to test myself. What about you, Fishy? Uh, I get a headache uh, every day, uh, weeping eyes, uh, <laughs> runny nose, sore throat. So there's no way I could tell the difference. No, me neither. Antigen testing out the wazoo if you if you picked up a packet and tore it open for every symptom that you had is that correct? Yes, right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, uh, between Fishy and I, we could actually be patient zero for COVID because we've actually had the symptoms for forty years. Yeah. So yeah, um, I must admit, I if I was um, feeling that poorly though, as she did, a sore throat and all that, I probably wouldn't have got on the plane in the first place. Well, that's actually a lie. I would have, and I do it every time I get on a plane. But that, in technically speaking, I wouldn't have. So, I don't know. Anyway, there it goes.
Now, boys, a man called Adam Jen, J-E-N-N-E, so maybe it's Adam Jen-E, I don't know. Anyway, he uh, he's a bit of a frequent flyer, one might say. Uh, mm. And recently, in fact, uh, just on Wednesday, he decided to uh, fly from Florida to somewhere else uh, with United Airlines. Uh, that's all going well so far. However... When he got on the plane, he whipped out his mask or he wore his mask to get on the plane and kind of casually sat down in his chair. Uh, and it was a beautiful, nice red mask. However, the hosties, the flight attendants on the plane, noticed his quality of mask and pointed out to him that that wasn't really on. Reason being, it was a thong or as we would call them, a G-string. He uh, had the G-string over his nose and his mouth, more or less, um, mm. in a non-sexual kind of a way, I might mention, uh, because he was uh, clearly making a point. Uh, Actually, the- so, to interrupt you, just sorry to interrupt you there. Yes. When you look at the, when you look at the photo, and, yep. and, and we urge the listener to uh, you know, look up his name and you'll find the photo. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, they reckon the um, thong was pink. I can't see it's pink, it's red to me. Looks reddish to me. Secondly, um, he looks to me as if he's compliant because another passenger took the photograph to basically report him. Mm -hmm. And this chap seems to be compliant, hands in his lap, looking straight ahead, and a thong sort of like placed on his face. I I point of order, Your Honour. Yes, yes. Um, Yes. I'd like to draw a technicality. I think he's taken completely the wrong approach. Oh, right. The, the G-string is, in fact, upside down, in my view. He should be wearing it Viking style. So the ass crack part that's actually hanging down under his, uh, what, a, what a filthy excuse for a beard he's got on there, <laughs> he should be wearing the ass crack down the bridge of his nose. And as the uh, G-string gets wider, it would have been compliant because ah. his part would cover his nose and then it would widen to cover his entire mouth. So my contention is, if I got on a plane tomorrow wearing a red G-string, because I agree with you on the colour, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would wear it the other way round to good old Adam, and I reckon I'd be able to uh, to get away with uh, so wearing you, you, the whole So you don't think the argument was that um, he wasn't wearing an official face mask, you just think, uh, he, he, in his defence, that he was wearing something that he uh, believed would act as a face mask and therefore be compliant. Well, the quote from the flight staff was the the staff member's reply was, you're not in mask compliance. And my my contention is that he's just not getting the physical coverage from it. Uh, I'm looking at the photo. I'm sorry to interrupt you, AP, but I'm looking at the photo and it's clearly covering his nose and uh, a fair whack of his mouth. I mean, it's not as if it's one of those tiny little, um, you know, stringy ones. It's just a bit of dental floss. I mean, this has got a bit of coverage over it. G-bangers get thinner as they go downwards. So I'm familiar with them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I, look, I've, I've come across that many, to, to be plain and frank with you both. But oh. uh, upside down would be my approach with the, the line coming down, like the helmet of a Viking, where, where he's been, the bridge of his nose is covered from the sword strike. Mm-hmm. So too would the um, nose and mouth be covered uh, and the, the larger of the triangular portion across his uh, gob would be across his gob, and he'd be happily, you know, chewing away on his peanuts now. Because I mean, one, one of his contentions is that you get up to flight uh, cruising altitude, and then they hand out the peanuts and the soft drink, and you can take your mask off. I'm Which is a good just, point. Just pause there. So, what's the difference between being on the ground uh, with your your mask on 
and then being able to take it off when you're at cruising altitude. What's the difference there? Well, well there nothing, is none, really. That's his, that's his that's point. His that's his argument. That, that's his big thing. That's his big thing in life. That's why he packed a pair of G-strings. He didn't say where he got them. The article doesn't say where he got them. I hope they're clean. Maybe they came from a Japanese vending machine. Steal them off his neighbour's uh, clothesline, perhaps. Possibly. It's not the first time he's done this. This was on <laughs> a United flight, and he did it just uh, recently on a uh, Delta flight. And he's actually going to have a go on a uh, Spirit Airlines flight very shortly, uh, I believe. Because he's, well, he's, he's trying to make the point that it is um, stupid that, you know, you have to wear it uh, when you're walking to get on the plane. You're on the plane, you're sitting there. And as uh, AP quite rightly says, they, they bring around the nuts and the um, and the, the the booze and you dive into your wallet because it's on an American airline. You have to pay for it, which is just ridiculous. Um, and, and then you just whip it off and, and you into it. Um, so it, it's interesting. That yeah, it's, I reckon he's uh, just sniffing out trouble. <laughs> Sniffing <laughs> out something. I think you're right. Uh, <coughs> pardon me, but interestingly enough, in, a, in an interview with a local radio station, he has compared himself to Rosa Marks. Parks. Parks, sorry. Oh, you're right. I'm, I, my, I'm trying to clean my glasses, but I, I wasn't quick enough. Rosa Parks. Now, uh, you'd be familiar who Rosa Parks is, uh, Fishy. I absolutely am. She is, of course, the woman who refused to stand up and get out of the way um, or out of her seat for a white guy in um, probably Alabama, I would imagine, um, during the uh, early early 1960s uh, as part of the whole civil rights movement. I'm yeah. not entirely sure no. I would put uh, Fred in the same, or Adam, I should say, in the same um, class as, no, uh, as a Rosa Parks. At no. least Rosa Parks had the decency to wear the underpants on the bottom half of her body. Also true. Now, I don't know whether you know this, but um, air on an aircraft is uh, changed about every two to three minutes. Um, it goes, they bring in 50% new air from outside and the other 50% goes through a, a HEPA filter, which um, removes 99.93% of ickiness. Oh. Um, I don't know why it's 93%, but it is. So now, it, never, it never used to be that way. Oh, no. I mean, they used to do it, but it used to be about every five or six or seven minutes. No, 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 even before that, if before that, what used to happen is that they had compressors in the engine, mm. the engines were driving compressors, yes. that would just circulate the existing air in the aircraft continually, not draw any air from the outside and mix it. Yeah, but then when, when jet aircraft came in, they yes. did actually start doing the mixing of the air. Hence, because that's why uh, on uh, aircraft where you could smoke, oh, God, I miss those days, um, the smoke didn't kill everyone on the plane. It only killed two-thirds of the people on the plane. That's right. So, Which was a a vast improvement. But there's a lot of constricting advice on uh, on websites all around the world as to whether wearing a mask is uh, any good on a plane or not. Uh, Even IATA uh, suggests, and that's the International Air Travellers Association, um, yes. Sort of, they don't sort of question it as such, but they sort of skirt around it, uh, and then right at the very end of their thing, they go, "Oh, but it's best to wear a mask um, because you're going to be more protected." But given that the they change the air as often as they do, um, is a good bonus. But a key to it is don't be travelling down in the back of the plane. Because in uh, economy, uh, because you're all so tightly packed together, it's like being at your local shopping centre, standing in the queue to get your uh, PCR test without a mask on, while everyone's coughing and sniffing around you. Whereas in business class, because it's a little bit more spread out, there's much less likelihood 
of uh, getting infected. And of course, in first class, there's no chance of getting infected because the um, uh, flight attendants, um, it's almost like they, they take the bullet for you. They, they sniff everything uh, with a, um, and so they, they're protecting you. They're sucking in all the COVID. And the red, rope, the red rope across there protects you from all the air from oh. the rest of the cabin, does it? Oh, absolutely. Course, yeah. Well, and the, I mean, some of them have a curtain now, which is, is yes. you know, does the same job. But no, yeah, primarily it's the job of the, the flight attendant to protect you from, um, well, anything. And of course, we don't see the fights breaking out because Fred's wearing a thong on his face and somebody else doesn't like that. And so next thing you know, there's a big punch up. And, and we're just oblivious to all that in the front end of the plane. We just wonder why it's been done. And the lesson there to be learnt is work harder so you can afford first class. Got it in one. A bank in England, guys, has been giving people money. Oh, that's nice of them. Just giving it away. Really? Willy-nilly, British bank Santander accidentally paid $175 million out to its customers. Oh. They they received double payments by mistake on Christmas Day. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Uh, The money was doled out uh, over about 75,000 transactions to about 2,000 commercial and corporate customers. And uh, we'll get back to uh, why we think that happened uh, later, because Fishy's got a theory on that. But... um, I've got a theory on it, and that is, it's probably, I don't know, someone is taking the piss on the bank's name. 25th of December, Santa. Oh, of course. S-A-N-T-A. I never thought of that. It's owned by Spanish bank Banco Santander. Come the 25th of December, someone said, I'll give you Santa. And uh, they've pressed some button, and, and there's been some major cock-up now. Uh, Fishy, you've got a theory on what actually happened and what, and, and how uh, the blame game is being used here. Yeah, the article actually refers to a technical issue, oh. twice oh. technical issue, uh, that's caused this overpayment. Mm-hmm. Now, that's uh, a corporation's way of saying an idiot in our staff pressed the wrong button. Ah, of course. I mean, it's very easy to say technical issue. I mean, if it's a technical issue, what does that mean? It means either the hardware failed, the computers failed, or the software was written incorrectly to begin with. Which you would therefore think do it, it every would, day. It would, do, it, wouldn't, it would do it consistently, correct. So I don't accept that thing. I think it's uh, someone's probably at a, a Christmas party mm-hmm. and they would have said, hey, Jeff, uh, have you done the payments uh, for those uh, customers tonight? And he's been oh. so busy uh, sucking down champagne and checking out the boobies that have been on the photocopier and the bottom that's, that's been on the photocopier. He hasn't <laughs> yes. taken any notice and he's suddenly gone, oh, shit, I better do that. Where's the button? Oh, I'm pressed a button, you reckon? Yeah, it, well, he's probably pressed a button because he's had so much alcohol, he trembled and he's hit it twice. Oh, I mean, that's clearly... A very logical explanation, isn't it? I think so. I think that's a very logical explanation. Yeah. It's strange that it's not actually that uncommon. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but a, a Louisiana woman uh, was charged with fraud after failing to return $1.2 million uh, mistakenly deposited into her account by Charles Schwab. Uh, they'd originally intended to move just $82.56. And, and again, I imagine it was some pissed goose that... Um, Press the button. Oh, 86, 82.56. Oh, yeah, I can see how that's almost one, two, two more zeros. Oh, three more zeros. Yeah, that's pretty easy to do. 
Yeah. Uh, she went out and she bought um, uh, a house, an SUV, uh, and so on and so forth. Had a fantastic time. Uh, but I think she um, was, yeah, she then got charged with fraud. Oh yeah, well, see, it's a common, it's a common problem, and and the solution's also a common solution because the banks have the law on their side, ah. and the law, the law's fairly sort of similar in most parts of the world. Yes, but and, interesting enough, sorry to interrupt you one more time. In uh, possibly one of the most notable cases, though, um, nine hundred million dollars. Mm. Uh, was sent from Citibank to a number of hedge funds. Now, you know, I dislike hedge funds at the best of times, but they got uh, an extra bill out of it. Happy days. Extra billion. Yep, extra bill. Uh, One billion. That's one with, uh, I don't know, a bunch of noughts. Not a bill as in one dollar bill. No, no, one one billion of those one dollar bills. Yes. And some of those hedge funds decided to hang on to the money. And, interestingly enough, a court ruled that that was perfectly fine due to pre-existing loan terms and convoluted systems that Citibank had um, in place for sending funds. So yeah, they got to keep that, some of the money. That, that's an exception. So if, that is if true. It's done, if it's done between the bank and individuals, yes. uh, the individual, see there's, there's uh, laws around the world very similar and some of the laws are called uh, larceny by finding, for example. Mm-hmm. So the finding could be you're checking your bank account uh, oh, look, there's there's money in there. Oh, there's more than I expected. Oh, hang on a minute. I'll go and spend oh, that. Oh, 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 well, I'll just go and use it. And, and, and no doubt, if, if it's a mistake, the bank will contact me and work it out from there. Well, that's not how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to then contact the bank straight away and say, listen, I think there's a mistake there because you'd know how much money you'd have in your bank. I mean, if you're going to have a few million dollars suddenly appearing in there, you're not going to you know, assume that... Oh, you've lost track of your checkbook. Oh, no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember buying that lottery ticket, but God, by golly gee willikers, I did. And now I've got $50 billion in my bank account. And, and, and the last thing by finding example is, is actually, it's a good one because if you walk around, if you walk down the street and you see a wallet, mm-hmm. right, and you pick it up. Yes. And there's only $10 in it, for example, but there's also a driver's license and other forms of identification. Mm-hmm and you don't do anything about it, you can be charged. And so you should. You should ring that person, give it back to them, and hope they give you a $10 reward. Well, the, the whole point behind the last thing by finding laws is that you're supposed to make an effort to find and locate the, the true owner. So you'd go to a police station, you'd hand in the wallet, you'd say, look... Oh, no, that's no good. They'll keep it. They'll keep it, I know. <laughs> but they're not supposed to, either. And then they'll go off to the, off to the bottle and buy booze with it. Probably. I'm, not supposed to, I'm probably not supposed to suggest selling the uh, identification on the black market. No, I wouldn't bring that up at this point. Okay, I won't say. We'll give the web address later. Oops. A man opened up about how he fell in love with a robot. Oh. Not the ones you see on TV, like on Lost in Space. Oh. Or other shows like that. Oh, right, okay. No, no, no. Jeff Gallagher from Queensland, Australia. That figures. uh, Was looking for love and thought he'd never meet anyone he could connect with. Now, I'm not sure why. I mean, he's not an ugly-looking man. He's dressed nicely in the photo here. He's, you know, he's not the most attractive fellow, but I'm sure if he put a bit of effort in, he'd be all right anyway. Back to the story. Yeah. Uh, Since his mum passed away uh, over now, a decade ago, uh, it was just him and his dog, Penny. Oh, well, okay. I see where this is going. 
like Penny in Lost in Space. Yeah, I'm right? guessing Penny. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, um, and then um, one day, while reading an article about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, robots, as you do, uh, something clicked. I bet it did. <laughs> and he decided to give it a whirl. Oh, it's going downhill fast now, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, he was speaking to Channel 7 News and uh, he said uh, uh, um, that uh, the almost 6,000 Australian dollars, which roughly translates if you're in the UK to about three and a, and a bit uh, thousand pounds each, that is each robot, uh, they weren't cheap, he said. But the robots uh, were very lifelike, really. So is my uh, sex doll. <laughs> they could get this talk, oh, my sex smile. Oh, that, no, and all that. Move their head. No, it doesn't do that terribly well either. <laughs> and neck, right? Yes. And uh, their skin even warmed up like a real human. I oh, know, yeah. fairness, my sex doll does do that after a while. Does it really? Yes. Sure, I'm not sure that's an attractive thing to that. <laughs> oh, does think it sweat as well? Oh, no, it's probably like Prince Andrew doesn't sweat. Doesn't doesn't yours heat from friction? Oh, well, I didn't say how it warmed up. I just said it warmed up. You didn't You didn't want to go into details. After browsing uh, the website, he decided on a robot called Emma. Oh. Uh, with pale skin and beautiful blue eyes. Oh. I thought she looked lovely, he said. Interesting. Mm, looks a bit stiff to uh, me. Looks a bit wooden. Doesn't it? Yeah, so the photo looks like pretty ugly, actually. Yeah, it's not the sort of guy. I mean, you know, each to their own, obviously. I didn't know how I would afford a robot like Emma, but then... The business owner, that is the business owner of the robot company. Right, probably on Alibaba. Offered me a discount in return for publicity. Well, you well got that's, us, that's working pretty well for him, isn't it? <laughs> so he said it sounded like a great deal. Oh. So he basically <laughs> traded the doll for embarrassment. Yes. This right. is a good move for this bloke, uh, boys, because... Um, uh, if he thinks six thousand dollars is expensive, has he ever tried a wife? No. Nah, well, clearly he's never actually tried a real woman. As I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's cost a lot more. He can't, if he thinks that expensive, it's expensive. He can't afford a real wife, or There's even a, or even a girlfriend for a few weeks. Yeah, like or a few days. A couple of days would be more like it, especially one that looked a bit like this. Now, after waiting six weeks, uh, Emma showed up. Oh, she was made in made in China. Oh, shipped from that China. explains a lot. Arrived in Australia in They just September make everything over there, don't they? Sorry to interrupt. I mean, they just they really just make everything in China, don't they? Yep. God, yep. how wonderful. Uh, recalling the moment... <laughs> I love this. <laughs> recalling the moment he met her for the first time. Right. This is creepy. Yes. <laughs> I'm reading Jeff's, ahead of you. <laughs> Jeff said, when I opened the box, and I'm not going there. Emma was when I opened beautiful. The box, I gasped. <gasps> Emma was beautiful. In fact, she didn't have a head on her body. Probably had something <laughs> to do well, with it. Don't read ahead too. Sorry. Uh, you're stealing my thunder. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> her head was detached from the body, but only took a few, few minutes to get her assembled. Mm. So it's a bit of an Ikea job. It sounds like oh, it, yeah. To give yeah. head, you've got to have one on your top. <laughs> That's, that's the other sex dolls. Uh, she was already dressed in silk dress. Oh, that's nice. And uh, I, this is the creepy part. So I sat her 
on the recliner in my living room and got out the instruction manual. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm speechless at this particular no, point. No, no, I, I did read it ahead. It's okay, I can talk about okay. this. Okay. Uh, uh, now, this is the funny part. At the back of her head, uh, she had what looked like a screen of a smartphone. God, how handy would that be? And uh, he said, I set it. They set about adjusting the, the language from Chinese to English. And then uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> she came into life. That's like Pinocchio, isn't it? Unbelievable. Um, over the uh, coming days, he says, uh, he tried to, uh, so he, he got her to, to know her very well uh, and a bit better, helping her to he adjust. <laughs> helping, helping her to adjust uh, life with him, right? Yes. Right. Yes. He says uh, uh, she couldn't stand on her own, so most of the time I let her, uh, left her sitting on the chair. I've most just, of the time. Most uh, of the time. Yeah, most of the most time, of yeah. The I've just time, actually yeah. noticed the, the picture that's below that very part that you're reading. I, when I first saw this, I thought that was an ad for something, but that's actually the back of her head with the smartphone attached. Yeah, it is. It I is. just realised that. Big on now, and off button. I think he got ripped off for six grand. He could go and buy a blow-up doll, stick a smartphone on the back of it, because this thing's also uh, voice control. Emma uh, would, uh, for example, tell you what the weather's like. So he, he, uh, Jeff said... Well, wouldn't that I'd be what ask, you want your wife to tell you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I asked as I got ready for work, what's the weather like? And he'd get a response, isn't that Alexa? <laughs> I would have thought if it was like a wife, she would have said... Ah, shut up and go outside and nick off and leave home. Oh, I won't be home when you get here either, you bastard. Now, now Jeff's planning to marry... Oh, it. of course he is. <laughs> and he's already bought her a diamond <laughs> engagement ring that she wears. Now, funnily enough, I don't know whether you know this, but there are some countries around the world, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I was speaking with this about this story with somebody a little bit earlier, and they were saying that there are some countries in uh, the world that will allow you to actually marry your AI intelligent robot, which I find disturbing. Uh, Australia that not is, being one of them. You realise, of course, is, we're going to have to have a plebiscite that, now. That is real creepy. Yeah, I mean... Because, because what happens if the robot outlives you? Can the robot then claim property rights? I would assume so. No, As, living entity can't be can't be left anything. Well, well, if it's if it's an entity that's been determined that can be ma married to, hasn't it? Have, hasn't the the law then uh, sanctioned it to be living? I would right, have thought so. Right, asset ownership. You say yes. Well, I don't know about that. And I'm no. thinking that that's probably not bad because let's face it, she's not going to get any older. Now, you know, no offence to women, but sometimes as they get older, they lose their looks a little bit, and men do sometimes trade into a newer model. Whereas if you've got an AI that's now worth a billion dollars, um, and not because it uh, came in from a dodgy bank account um, mistake, but uh, because it's been left to, uh, to her or him by somebody yeah. else, and now they are a couple, a legally married couple, so we've established under the law just a second ago that that's uh, now... Um, all good and uh, fair for property ownership rights, then um, once you put her back on the market, she's going to have her uh, choice of men coming along wanting to uh, hack into her system, so to speak. <laughs> um, maybe she's got one of those little um, um, iPhone, uh, um, 
oh, I can't remember what they're called, but you know, Apple make them and you stick them on things so you can track people. Um, uh, they might be able to hack into that or just oh, yeah, straight the, hack the, into the, the thing in the, the first place. The, yeah, the tags. Yeah, the tags. Maybe they could just hack in and then it would be a competition yeah. between hackers to see who could uh, get them to uh, – for her to love them more than everyone else and get the money. Although I'm not sure how she'd sign the thing, but I imagine um, you could program her to do that. Mm. You know, the, word, the sad thing is, though, that – well, I mean, there's so many sad things about this and Jeff being one of them, of course – um, and I still say I'm surprised that he hasn't been able to, to, to do terribly well. I, I suspect he might have been an only child. I don't know that for a fact, but I suspect oh, so. I, I'd bet, I'm not a betting man. I'd bet a lot of money on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been with his dog. Have a look at the dog. Yeah, the no. Dog, the dog's moving away from him saying, and the look on the dog's face is, for God's sake. Yeah. Jesus, what are you doing to me? Um, and he probably lives alone. I, I wouldn't be surprised if his house is very neat. I don't yes, know if we've got oh. a, a photo of the house anywhere. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a little shot with the, because of the um, thing with the back of uh, Young Darling's head missing. Now, the house looks very neat, so um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying he was a mummy's boy, but I suspect that he did look after mum, and probably very nicely uh, for in, her entire life. Um, but It's sad that it ended up this way for the poor, poor guy. Oh, I think there's a number of reasons uh, that he's ended up with this. Same because she looks like, like a, a gold digger to me. Well, she does look a bit of a gold digger. I wonder <laughs> if she speaks with a Chinese-English accent. Artificial Hurrah! Hurrah, Jeff! Hurrah, Jeff! I, I don't know that for a fact, but, but the, the sad part is that this, in years to come, and probably won't be very many, because I've watched a couple of things on television with uh, AI robots, and they actually are starting to get quite clever, mm. and um, uh, dexterous, dex, they can move really well. Dexterity. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Um, so uh, it won't be long and you'll be able to buy the, the, the very exciting sex toy um, who will be incredibly uh, dexterous, as you just pointed out, and all the rest of it. Uh, and then when you're actually getting ready to jump on um, uh, her bones, um, she'll tell you to bugger off, just like your wife would have. That's accurate. Exactly. Well, that's it for this week uh, on the News Grubs, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year to you uh, again, um, wherever you are in the world. Let's hope this year is, uh, 2022, I mean, is better than, uh, well, the last two years, which have been pretty ordinary. Um, So, uh, yeah, let's hope. Uh, If you like what we do, don't forget to tell your friends. uh, Subscribe to us uh, at uh, all the usual best uh, podcasty places uh, so that you uh, make sure you get the Mm. latest and best um, News Grubs podcast. Um, Feel free to uh, click the little button on the top right-hand side of our website uh, and donate a bit of money if you feel as though uh, we deserve it. Um, And other than that, thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week. Uh, Say goodbye, everyone. See you later. Thanks for listening to the News Grubs. We'll be back next week.